This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey there, dog lovers. Welcome to Dr. Cat Gone to the Dogs. I'm your host, Dr. Catherine Prim, and I'm a small animal veterinarian and dog lover. So today I have a very interesting and appropriate guest, Colin Funkhauser, who is a pet sitting expert, and he is going to share with us some of the things that you might not have considered when you thought about getting a pet sitter or as you dealt with the issues associated with the pandemic and, and isolation and social distancing. So we're going to talk with Colin about all of this stuff right after these messages. We'll be right back. Looking for a dental treat that does more for your dog? Daily Dose is a two-in-one chew that pairs a daily dental scrub with powerful supplements to help with the biggest health concerns facing our dogs. Daily Dose was developed by vets to be simple to use and super effective. Plus, dogs love the taste. Available for joint, skin, heart health, or calming. Daily Dose, your pet's daily dose of awesome. Visit yourpetsdailydose.com to save $3 on your first bag with promo code PETLIFE. That's yourpetsdailydose.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Dr. Cat Gone to the Dogs. And as I said, I'm here with Colin Funkhauser. Hi, Colin. Hi, Dr. Cat. How are you? I am excellent. So I want you to give my listeners a little bit of background about you and what you do because you'll tell it better than I will. <laughs> sure. So hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Colin Funkhauser. Uh, I have been a pet sitter for the past nine years. I pet sit with my wife. We started shortly after we got married actually. We pet sit in people's homes. We pet sit in our home. So we do boarding. We do walks. Do it all, basically, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, that's excellent because we all know that even though I'm a veterinarian and I think that the medical care of our pets is the most important thing, actually, the other parts of their lives and their lifestyle is important too. And I think that's where a pet sitter comes in. Now, COVID and the whole pandemic has kind of thrown us all a little bit of a curveball. And I've talked with behavior specialists and, and different experts about the changes on our pets. But what have you seen? Has it changed your business model at all? It certainly has. We started out doing a lot of in-home boarding uh, and in-home care in people's houses. And what we've seen is that there's been this gradual switch where people are wanting us to to really focus in on a lot of one-on-one -on -one care where uh, before maybe we did a lot of pack walks. Well, we're doing a lot of single individual walks these days. We're really focusing in on making sure that we are wiping things down, setting time apart to, to sanitize, to clean things up, and really trying to do our best to provide as many different services as we can to pet owners. We know that things have changed for them too. They're sitting at home they're waiting for businesses to pick back up. And so we're really trying to meet their needs, coming to their home to pick up their pets, meeting, doing a lot of poop scooping. We've heard from a lot of pet sitters that poop scooping has become a really big thing for them because now 
dogs are spending more time at home. So there's more cleanup too. And cats as well. Um, people are asking for pet sitters to come in and clean up cat litter boxes and, and all sorts of things to fill in the gaps and to make sure that the pets continue to get the best care possible, even during these uh, crazy times. Well, I know that veterinarians and a lot of other healthcare providers are all essential workers. And I know that that has impacted the care of my own personal pets. And so I'm sure that you have seen that. Have you heard any questions or concerns from people about the infectious nature of this, social distancing? What what are you seeing and hearing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That's one of the first concerns that came up is how does this transfer? Who can transfer it? What can transfer it? And so as pet sitters, we get a lot of those questions from the pet owners because they're really concerned about that. They want to know what kind of precautions we're taking when we're in their home or whenever we're walking their pets or or taking care of their pets for them. And then they want to know about their own pets. I mean, very early on, there were some stories and some reports that were coming about about pets getting it and whether they did or didn't. And so there was a lot of confusion from that. And we relied a lot on our local veterinarians too, to help fill in some of the gaps of our own missing information. And so communicating that has been a real challenge because of all the unknowns around it. And so really focusing in on the precautions that were taking place and pushing people to firsthand resources so that they can start digging into that on their own. But as pet sitters trying to be as educated as possible, so A big thing that took place was taking a lot of different education, taking a lot of certification courses, and really digging into the information that was out there to make sure that we were giving the best information possible. And and some of that's changed over time, but it's really forced pet sitters to focus in on educating ourselves so that we are helping our clients as best as we can. So let me ask you a sort of personal question, I guess. When you are personally taking care of a pet and you see that something is amiss, what do you do? This is a great question because as pet sitters, we have eyes and ears and hands on somebody's pet a lot of the time if they're not there and we get to see them over the course of time. So we watch for changes. That's one of the things that we talk about with other pet sitters is the importance of observation and really taking good notes. That's something that a good pet sitter will do is take notes on their visit. How was the animal behaving? How were they eating? What were they drinking? All of those kind of things that we can track over time. And so if we come into a situation where something seems off, where it doesn't quite meet what we thought would be there of different behavior issues, maybe they're not eating the way they used to, we always check with the owner. We always ask, hey, I noticed this. Have you seen this too? And just to gauge, because things do change over time, especially as pets get older, their eating habits change, they're not as active as they used to be, all those kind of things. So we always want to check with the owner first thing. Obviously, if it's something more severe, we're going to check with the owner and then we're going to take them to the vet that we have on record with the owner and let them know that we're doing that. Let them know the actions that we're going to take and really be as proactive as possible. We never want to be coming from a position where we are reacting to situations. A good pet sitter is going to be as proactive as possible. They're going to be communicating about things that they see and observe in somebody's home so that the pet owner stays as informed as possible. Absolutely. And I applaud your your idea that you've checked with local veterinarians and tried to find good resources because there is a whole lot of misinformation out there. And through my podcasts and all of my other avenues, I've really tried to give good information and I applaud you for doing the same. So 
what do you think someone listening that maybe hasn't ever had a pet sitter, what do you think that they might need to consider that a pet sitter could provide for their pet that would help enrich its life? Right. And enrichment actually is the very first thing that I like to bring up. Pets require interaction. A lot of them need some sort of engagement throughout the day. And so this scales whether you have a hyperactive pet all the way to a pet that just needs maybe a little bit more attention or special medications. So that's another thing, medications. If you don't feel comfortable giving medications, seek out a pet sitter who has training in that, that can come into your home, that can give those for you, especially if there are set times. And if you're not at home, they can do that for you. You can also think of a pet sitter as having eyes and ears on your home while you're not there. So there's actually some safety involved there too, where they can keep checking on on how the home is and what's going on. So besides enrichment and play, there's exercise, there's engagement, and a good pet sitter is also going to be able to provide some training reinforcement. So if you're focused on some certain things about your pet that you are trying to work on, whether it's behavioral issues or, or maybe some new feeding regime, tell your pet sitter about that. They can do that for you. They can continue to enforce that while you're not in the home. So there's a definite difference in a pet sitter and someone that just gives the neighbor kid $10 to come in. And so it's kind of like, you know, getting advice from your pet store employee versus getting advice from your veterinarian. So can you kind of expound on why someone might choose a, a true pet sitter? Yeah, a true pet sitter, there's a lot that's tied up into that, but a true good pet sitter is going to have a handful of things that you're going to want to look for. A true pet sitter is going to be bonded and insured. This is to protect, yes, them as their business, but also you as the pet owner, as the homeowner. So looking that they're insured and bonded is really important. I also want to see a pet sitter that has CPR and first aid training. This shows that they are definitely interested in, in the well-being of your pet and that they've taken it seriously enough to go get some training in that. You can also ask them for particular certifications and resources that they have and what kind of continuing education that they're doing. And a good thing to look for is what a professional society that they belong to. That shows that they are plugged into a broader community, that they're seeking out additional resources, and that if they have a question, they have some place to go. But above and beyond all that, you're looking for somebody who is honest and on time, that's a good communicator, not just someone who has uh, love towards pets, but that's going to treat you well too, focuses on your needs as the client, as the pet owner making sure that they're communicating to you well, keeping you updated, and making sure that, again, that you're taken care of in addition to your pet. That's excellent. So I'm so glad that you pointed that out. Is there a certification program that a pet sitter can take? There are a couple different certification programs out there. You can look for some of the big ones. Um, Pet Sitters International or PSI offers a certification program that you can ask your pet sitter if they have heard of. The other organizations as well offer ones. NAPS and IBPSA all have different certifications. And some of them even provide specialized training and education on particular breeds and different animals that you may have to care for. Many of them actually offer exotic training. So if you have a a lizard or a bird or something like that, ask your pet sitter if they've had training in those kind of services so that you you care for your pet and you want someone to care for them as much as you do. So ask about that education. And there are a lot of different options and just see which one is going to be right, not just for you, but for the pet sitter that you're bringing in. 
So you mentioned enrichment, and that's one of my favorite soapboxes that I talk about, especially for indoor-only cats, because cats love novelty and things Mm -hmm. that are interesting and new, and I think a pet sitter could serve that role beautifully. So I think that that's wonderful. Let's just take a quick break and come back and hear a little bit more from Colin. We'll be right back. Are you listening to this right now with a cell phone clenched between your teeth as you frantically flip pages on your paper calendars? Or are you a new breed of groomer, bred for speed and efficiency of movement? 123 Pet Software automates your communications, doing the reminding, confirming, thanking, and marketing for you. 123 Pet centralizes your schedule, employees, clients, inventory, and more. 123 Pet is the business management software you need. Start minding your business today. Visit 123petsoftware.com. Corp Chuck, his coat is very thick. He's an Akita, German Shepherd, Lab, Husky Mix, Harold, the Border Collie Pit Mix. He has the most beautiful jet black coat. Stuart, my rat carrier, has fur now where he never had it before. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite will give them a beautiful, lustrous coat. It will make you smile. You get some Dynavite, how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Dr. Cat Gone to the Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Today we're learning about why we would want to enlist the services of a pet sitter and all kinds of inside information about pet sitters and their credentials and what they should and do know. And so I've got Colin Funkhauser, who has been a pet sitter for quite some time and and has a pet sitting business. So let's kind of pick up where we left off because you've talked a little bit about the administering of medications and enrichment for pets and exercise, but, but there are other things that I think would be beneficial to having someone take care of your pet in your in your absence or even in addition to you. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. The services that can provide are there's a lot there. Um, one of the big ones that we're seeing, especially in time of time after COVID, I guess, is separation anxiety. So as pets have been with you, if you've been home this whole time, if you're starting to go back to work, if you're starting to go out of the house more, your pets are going to miss you. They're used to someone being around all the time. So having a pet sitter come over to your house, whether to take them on the walk, whether to play with toys in the home and enrich their life in that way can really help and go a long way towards uh, dealing and coping with separation anxiety as well. Do you have like a protocol of games like that you play or, or things with cats that you could do? I mean, is that something? Is that a thing? It really is a cat-by-cat basis. Uh, it's something that we can ask the owner about. What are their favorite toys? Where do they like to spend time? How do you interact with the pet? These are questions that a good pet center is going to be asking because they want to continue providing a great service. They want the pet to feel like you, the pet sitter, are part of the family. So whether that's coming over and getting out the laser pointer or finding their favorite toy that's hidden under a couch or, or dealing with some catnip as well are all things that a pet sitter can and should be looking to do for your pet. If that's the kind of cat that your pet is, we all know that they're different and they all have different personalities. So a pet sitter should be adaptable to that and should be communicating to you exactly how they're interacting with your pet and asking for advice from you too to see what you do when you're home. 
So it's it's just not okay to go in as a pet sitter and not see the cat. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you need to track the cat down and and measure its food and that kind of thing. And what you're saying is that good pet sitters are going to know that, right? Yes, absolutely. If you have a pet sitter come over and you don't get any photo of your pet, if you don't get any updates about what they're eating, about what they're drinking, about how they played, or about you know how many times they even went to the bathroom while you were there, those are signs that you may need to look at a different pet sitter or ask additional questions. A good pet sitter is always going to make sure that the pet is where they're supposed to be, that they've interacted with them, that they've fed them, that they've watered them. All of those things are part of just a basic home visit for a pet sitter, because that's what you expect. That's what you want to make sure that they are actually interacting with your pet. That's excellent. Yes, that is what I want. And when the pet comes to see me at the veterinary hospital, I'm going to ask a lot of questions. And I do have clients say, you know, we've been out of town, but the pet sitter said that Mm -hmm. they noticed, you know, whatever. And many times, and that's very valuable to me as the veterinarian to know that my patients are cared for even in the absence of their owners. Okay, dog lovers, thank you for listening to Dr. Cat Gone to the Dogs. Thank you, Colin, for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It has been really fun and educational, and I hope it's given you all some criteria to judge if your pet sitter is doing what you think. So all of my listeners, thank you so much. Special thanks to my producer, Mark Winter, and I want you to go out and raise the rough. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.